0: Welcome to episode 104, that's officially two years, of the Clarity Compressed Podcast. My name is Paul J. Daly, and today, I got a message. Just don't quit. Clarity can only really exist in the light of truth. Branding just isn't a tactic. It's a lifestyle change. What's up? The moment of clarity for this week is that belonging is not the same thing as fitting in. I talk about this later in the podcast, but wanna make sure you don't miss it. Belonging is when you wanna be somewhere and the other people want you there too. Fitting in is when you do things like dress the same, listen to the same music, talk the same way as a group of people so that you can look like them, but in the end, they don't really want you there. Don't fit in, fight to find belonging. That's the moment of clarity for this week. I'm so excited for what he's gonna show me hurry up and show me Paul okay today. my pick for this week are brands that use the brand equity they built up to do something completely different I'm gonna show you what I mean this week Atari Atari yeah the video game system announced that they were going to build a theme hotel what the heck does Atari know about hospitality guess what they don't need to why they'll learn that what they've done is build a brand that people trust here let me show you There it is. Picture of the Atari hotel, it's pretty awesome. When you have brand equity and you build up trust, guess what, you can use that equity and spend it any way you want. And in a market, and in a day and age when consumer sentiment changes so quick, I can't think of a better investment that any business can make but building their brand equity. So I'm really fired up about this week. Um, I've put more time into prepping this episode than I have um, in in a while, and I think it's because the message and the thing that that hit me this week was around the topic of quitting and why people quit things in general. I've been reading more than typical, and uh, so that always gets my wheels going. And so today, I'm going to talk about quitting and when you should quit and when you shouldn't quit and what it means to quit and how to get over the demotivation that comes with the thing, the thinking that oh, do I feel like quitting? And I think some real tangible solutions and how I've overcome that feeling myself. I've had it a lot. And um, I bet at some point in your life, you have felt like quitting something, a job, a relationship, a project. And, you know, honestly, with an audience our size, I'm willing to bet that there are quite a few people listening or watching to this that are probably considering quitting right now as they listen. It's at the top of their mind. They've been looking around. And I'm not just talking about quitting a job. I'm talking about quitting something, giving up, throwing the flag up. There's definitely people here right now. So I'm going to start with a little story, and and then I have some some book references to bring in. Um, I think today has a lot of texture, so I think it's worth hanging in there. And so the first thing I want to talk about, so... My agency, Congruent, we're a a brand-first creative marketing agency. We call ourselves a connection agency. And, you know, we have this one product, and it's it's a brand marketing audit where we come, go to businesses, we travel all over the country, and we show up on site. And, you know, the premise is that we're going to take a look at all the stuff going on in the brand, in the brand in general. So we're looking at marketing metrics and obviously all the low-hanging fruit, where you're spending money. Um, what content you're creating, but we also dig deeper into really uncover the meaning of the brand as it stands. Not uh, ideally, not in any one person's mind. So, in order to do that, we meet with a lot of different members of the team. So, as you can imagine, um, meeting with a bunch of different you know executives and people, boots on the ground. We just try to talk to as many people as we can, and then we kind of bring it together before we we head home and really digest all the information and come back with findings. But Funny thing is that in our in our brand marketing meetings and sessions, you know what really happens? And this started, it surprised me in the beginning, but now I'm used to it, is that I can't tell you how many times the CEO or the executives or the senior leadership like get emotional. Like in a way, like I'm talking about like, starting to cry. Like, not like emotional, like I'm upset, but like moved. And I started thinking like, what is that? And I realized it's kind of at the essence and something that's special about congruent and what we do when we approach brand is that we really want to tap into the meaning of the organization and the meaning of why the founder or the CEO or somebody's so driven so I went to the masses. I went to my social media channels, the masses. Yeah, it's very contextual. Um, went, went to Instagram and LinkedIn, and I posed the question, why, in your opinion, why do people quit? Just really blanket. I wanted to see what people said and, and really get a good feel. I got a lot of responses, and I'm going to read some of them for you right now. So here are some of the responses from probably some of you that are even listening to this. So I'm going to read about a dozen of them. Um, bored or unfulfilled, fear, right? That's why people quit. I'm afraid it happens. Uh, there's no patience these days is another answer. Here's a really specific one. It took me 13 years to become a college football official. Not a big enough why. That means people don't understand why they're doing it. So they quit that reason. People quit because they're afraid to lose the security of a monthly income. That might be a reason that someone would, would be afraid to quit a job to start their own business. Perhaps, uh, people want instant results. That led me to the next point: was like, is quitting ever a good idea? Because sometimes, like, maybe we should quit. When do we know how to quit? When do we know when it's okay to quit? When it's not okay to quit? And so that kind of brought me to my next thought on this. And this is a book. I'm gonna hold it up. It's leadership. Leadership, Strategy, and Tactics. It's a new book by somebody that you've heard me mention on the show here before, Jocko Willink, former Navy SEAL. And this is a really practical leadership book. um, A lot of wisdom in here and a lot of really bite-sized stuff, so you can read for just a few minutes and walk away with something. And there's a section in here called When to Quit. And I'm going to read a passage. This is on page 246 of the book, Jocko says, one of the mantras in the SEAL teams is never quit. That is one of the main refrains utilized during basic SEAL training. And it makes a lot of sense during training because that is how you make it through. You don't quit. So no matter what training evolution comes along, no matter how hard, no matter how tired, frustrated, exhausted, or otherwise broken you are, you don't quit. And that's how you make it through the training. And that's how you eventually become a SEAL. Here's the interesting thing. When you when you get the actual to the actual SEAL teams, that extreme attitude has to be adjusted and modulated because if it isn't, it can lead to disaster. So he goes on and he talks about a young SEAL leader who has now made it on the SEALs by not quitting. And at this point, he is now starting to lead teams through training, through exercises. And uh, Jaco goes on to explain a situation where they had him lead a platoon a unit of SEALs into the into a building. And the objective was to clear the building. And in order to do that, they had to make it through this one strategic hallway. Now, knowingly, you know, Jocko the instructor booby-trapped the hallway and put a shooter at the end of the hallway with a paintball gun, really bunkered in there so you couldn't get to him. And as people would come around the hallway, Two, marine, or two SEALs would go around to clear the hallway, and the shooter at the end of the hallway would light them up with paintball guns. They would have to fall to the ground. And the young leader kept saying, two more. Two more guys went in. They both got lit up. Now they're down. Two more. The next two come in. Two more. He's just going through his team, not quitting. And then finally, he makes the decision, well, I'm the only one left. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go around this corner and attack the position. And of course, you know what happens. He gets lit up with the paintballs. He's done what jaco's the lesson he's trying to teach him is that quitting never quitting doesn't mean doing the same thing tactically over and over and that really led to a different approach where they went through a window instead of down the hallway so they didn't get mowed down by the you know the fake shooter with the paintball gun and he really makes a great exa- uh, differentiation in the book and that's the difference between tactical quitting versus strategic quitting. And let me let me break it down. So tactical quitting, it means you're trying one tactic, one thing that is part of an overall strategy, as part of an overall objective. And a lot of times if a strategy isn't or a tactic isn't working, you have to quit it or you're going to die or you're going to surely fail. And so there's this difference between tactical quitting and strategic quitting and tactical objectives versus strategic objectives that I think bringing that back to this conversation about should you quit? Is it the right time to quit? is, Is it okay to quit? And so thinking of that story of the young SEAL that thought quitting was a bad thing and tactically kept running his team to a certain doom versus strategic quitting and understanding what the main objective is and why you wouldn't quit. So bringing that back to kind of real life, well, that is real life, but bringing it back to our lives here in this podcast, what's the tension? What's the trial? What are you thinking of quitting? What have you thought of quitting? And whether or not, like knowing whether or not, how do you know whether or not that's the right decision? Because I think when when I think about quitting, I think of failure. But sometimes stopping going down the path that you were going down backing up to the last fork in the road and going the other direction. Well, in that case, quitting that path and going back is actually the only way forward. Um, One example that came to mind, uh, an example from corporate America, is the company Circuit City. And I use this as an example in some of my keynotes. Now, there's a company called Circuit City. And if you remember that, you kind of date yourself already because uh, they probably went out of business 20 years ago or somewhere. And it was like Best Buy. It was like Best Buy. Best Buy. Um, and circuit city from the outward perspective kept losing ground. It seemed and closing stores and their inventory got worse. The service got worse and they were really backing out until eventually they shuttered all the buildings. And now still, if you drive around, sometimes you can see some old circuit cities. They had like a maroon color, a big white tower. And from the outward appearance, it seems like they quit. They gave up. They went out of business. They couldn't keep up with the modern retail environment. However, the leadership of that company did something very, very different. What they did was they saw retail changing. They saw Amazon coming. They saw the compressed margins in in electronics. And they put out a task task force that said, find us another industry where we can make money selling insurance, financing the product we sell, and then selling warranties on the product we sell. Task force came back with two options. They said one is furniture. The other is automotive. They chose automotive. And although... There are circuit cities that are closed all over the country and they're gone history. There's now another company that they actually morphed into that is now dominating the industry. It's a little company called CarMax. CarMax was circuit city. Circuit city quit selling electronics, but the strategy was to have a successful retail business. They didn't quit the strategy. They quit the tactic of selling electronics. I mean, I've, I've seen people, you might know people like this, I've seen people quit high paying but high stress demanding jobs to spend more time with their family. They quit the job because the macro, spending time with young children or whatever it is, was more important because the strategy was to have a healthy family life that they felt good about and that they felt gave them a legacy. And so quitting the career really made the strategy happen. I mean, I can tell you, I've definitely felt like quitting many times in my career, many times. Um, if you're in charge of an organization, if you're CEO, if you're a business owner, look, it, it's, it's real, the loneliness that can sometimes come with that responsibility and the loneliness that can come with being the only one that can make that decision. So I have, I have two things here that, bringing some texture to this, two things that I think will help a lot of us remember and make a distinction and get some clarity and context on whether it's not uh, whether or not it's a good time to quit tactically. I will say never a good time to quit on a strategy, a macro that you believe in. Um, so I, I was reading a book that a friend gave me uh, called "Braving the Wilderness" by Brené Brown, and there was a very interesting statistic in there and a fact, and it, you know I think we convince ourselves that in this connected social media world that we should be less lonely because we have this massive community. But the problem and the deception and the lie in that is that our connections and our context and our communities can be a mile wide, but a millimeter deep. It's very broad, but there's no depth and there's lack of depth. Here's the statistic. I'll read it for you. In the 80s, when they surveyed this, this uh, research study, 20% of people reported feeling lonely. 20% people of all the people surveyed and they you know, had a statistically significant sample said, you know what? We fight, we struggle, we battle with loneliness. Well, in the modern day, I think it was like 2018, 2019 when they did the survey, with all of this connection and all of this technology at our disposal, do you think the number went down do you think it's less than 20% that feel lonely? Actually, the number doubled. It's now 40%. 40% of people now report feeling lonely. In a day and age when we're more connected than ever, when we have more friends than ever, when we have more outlets and places to you know, give our opinion and read other people's opinion, guess what? It's made us lonelier. Loneliness leads to quitting. So what do we do about that? We're not supposed to quit. We don't want to quit. How do we know when quitting is a move forward or a move back? We're dealing with the feelings of loneliness and abandonment, and that is why we want to quit. So where's the clarity in all this? What do we do? Does kind of feel a little bleak, does it? But it's not bleak. Believe me, it is not bleak. Number one, I think... We just have to have clarity in the why that is not a new concept, but understanding why you're doing what you're doing, taking the time to really delineate it, reminding yourself of the reason and the purpose and the function and the future behind what you're doing is one really great way to know whether or not you should stop doing something or to get yourself back off the ledge when you feel like quitting because you're overwhelmed. You know, I, I just learned a really great exercise at a, a Donald Miller comp workshop. I went to a few weeks ago in Nashville and here, this helped me unbelievably. We're trying to map out what the agency is going to be over the next, you know, over the next years and what direction do I want to go with, you know, with the agency and clients and speaking and producing content and, you know, consulting all this stuff and get this. So, your mind can't really make sense of bullet points when you're like, okay, this is what I want in life, making bullet points. Your mind actually doesn't process that in a, visual, in a visual way. It just looks at it as a list. And so what Don said, he ran us through this exercise. He said, in three years from now, you need to be the director of the movie. You need to write out what the scene looks like, what it feels like. Paint the scene. You're walking into your office and talk about the things that are going on, the way you're feeling, the things you see around you that are indicative of you having gone in the direction to accomplish your vision. And let me tell you, I spent five minutes to do it, and it has totally changed my perspective on why I do what I do. It actually hasn't changed the perspective of why, but it's made it tangible and real. So if you sit down for five minutes, you're you're on the verge of quitting, even right now you want a clearer vision, write out what the scene looks like in five years. And when you do that, when you write out, what does it look like? That helps give you the vision of the strategy you're trying to accomplish to help you when you might feel like quitting, might feel like getting up. So the clarity is in the why. I think a great way to delineate the why is to write out that three-year vision. Also, second In a time where there's loneliness, let me just say, there is a lot of power in community. I don't mean shallow community. I don't mean community where you're just trying to fit in and do things like the other people are doing so you'll look and feel like them. No, I'm talking about actually finding people who you can interact with who want the same things that you want and they're doing the things it takes to get there because that actually normalizes the struggle. I've said, used this example before. Olympic athletes do crazy things. They wake up at ridiculous hours and have psycho diets and they work out a zillion times and they subject themselves to high-pressure environments, meanwhile working jobs. It seems like crazy to everyone else, but in that community, guess what? It's normal. Do you think that helps them stay on track and understand in the hard days when they feel like quitting? That gives them a little vision, a little energy, a little focus, a little encouragement. So in that book, Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown, there was a great quote in their book and it goes like this, belonging is where you want to be and the other people want you there. Fitting in is being where you want to be, but nobody else cares. It almost reminds me back of like middle school, high school. When you belong, have a group of friends, you need each other. You want each other's company. You work care about what each other cares about and you you know, cry with them when they're crying. You be happy with them when they're happy. You're part of a community. When you're just trying to fit in, it's like the kid on the outside of that inner circle trying to dress a certain way, talk a certain way, listen to some music that's the same thing. And guess what? You might look like you belong there, but no one else really cares. So there's power in community and finding where you belong. I think a lot of times quitting is a result of you not understanding where you belong And one thing that helps me is being around other people with the same mentality, with the same struggles, with the same desire to move forward. And that has helped me get through. My family, unit, my wife, my goodness, I know I belong there. And if I didn't know I belong there, I would have quit a long time ago. I would have quit a lot of things a long time ago. The people I get to work with here now at Congruent. We want the same things in life. We want to grow together. We believe that business is more meaningful when people connect on a human level. We don't just make marketing. We don't just run social media campaigns and make videos. No, we strive to connect. That's why CEOs cry in the meetings, why? Because this team believes in the same way and we belong with one another. Just don't quit. And I mean, don't quit the macro, don't quit the strategy, don't give up. Business is hard, life is hard, relationship is hard, but it's valuable. And it's worth it. But you have to know the context. If you don't know the context, you get lost. And when you're lost, you get lonely. You don't feel like you belong. You get discouraged. And guess what? You do quit. But I hope that no one listening to the show is going to quit. If you think you're going to quit, maybe stop doing something if it's not in line with the strategy. But don't quit the strategy. Dig in. Write out the meaning. Do your three-year vision. Man, it takes so much more energy and effort to start something new than it does to cultivate and guide what you already have. Don't go plant another garden somewhere. Cultivate the one you have because I'll bet in most situations, it's worth it. Um, And that's it. So I don't know, uh, next week, I'm actually going to be at the NADA show in Las Vegas. So if you're in the automotive industry, it's the biggest show of the year. I will be there. Um, I'll be walking around. I look just like this all the time. I'm going to have this hat on. I'm going to have this beard on. And I would love to meet you in person. Please come say hi if you see me. Aside from that, um, I just wish you a week full of clarity. I wish you a week full of understanding where you're going. Understanding what it is to arrange quit, a tactic, and not ever, ever, ever quit on what you believe in. Thank you so much for being part of the community. Episode 104 of the Clarity Compressed podcast. I will see you next week. Yeah. Yeah.